Today, we have our friend Walker Hayes with us. You may know him as the guy who sings fancy-like and takes his wife to Applebee's, but he is one of our favorite people. He's the real deal. He's genuine and honest and a true family man. So I'm so excited for you guys to have coffee with me and Walker. Real quick, if you're like me, you know the importance of eating healthy, but you don't always have the time or willpower to cook with all the colors of the rainbow. We all know I prefer a plate of pasta, but Organifi's superfood blends make it so easy and enjoyable for me to add variety and nutrition to my day. These powders are plant-based with high-quality ingredients and less than three grams of sugar. I was shocked at how delicious they are. I'm going to be totally honest. They're very good. Simply add it to water and enjoy any time of the day for more energy, nutrition, and peace of mind. I've been starting my mornings with Organifi's green juice, which has essential superfoods that help reduce stress and reset your morning. It's loaded with vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. Their green juice has 11 superfoods to reset your body, plus it's 100% USDA certified organic. If you don't have time to juice, you can take it on the go, which is my personal favorite part. It is so good and so convenient. Not only does it give me a natural boost of energy so I can keep chasing my toddler around, but it's also good for me. Best of both worlds. So check out Organifi shop at Organifi.com. Organifi is offering you 20% off of any item. So go to Organifi.com and use code CWK for 20% off any item. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash CWK. Now let's catch up with Walker. Can we just talk about what a superstar your wife is she, for this whole podcast, actually? She, she deserves all 45 it. minutes of this podcast. I know. I know. She's absolutely incredible. You know, all six kids, most of the time, two dogs. And I don't know how she does it. I mean, like, just, yeah, for instance, yesterday, wake up, go to Tortuga, pretty early show. So got to be there at two kids, everybody in this SUV driving down there kill the show, Chuck E. Cheese after, you know, it was like, we got to find some way to kill time. Go back to the house, everybody clean up, pack your suitcase. She's doing laundry. You know, she's really good at like, making sure the house looks good, you know, yeah. that we stayed in. That's a big deal to her. And But she's a beast. I'm amazed just at how happy she always has been. Not even just, you know, now, honestly, it's easier to be happy with, with our circumstances, yeah. for sure. Our life circumstances have never been this magnificent and we've never never had these little blessings that we have but um the whole ride here she was that happy so yeah, yeah it's crazy i am obsessed with that yeah because that's one of the things i actually want to ask we've been friends now how long since i mean i don't know honestly i feel like our friendship began when we lost oakley i don't yeah. know i mean i'm pretty sure i knew you yeah we probably passed each other yeah like, yeah hey, we had a couple shows together how's it going and we yeah. met and I just remember being like, you have six children? Tell yeah. me everything. Lainey and I ah. would, would kick it and talk about, I'm like, I, yeah. you're superhuman. Like, Yeah, well, she is. She but is, yeah. No, but when, really when y'all, man, y'all intervened at a special time. And my whole, just so you know this, everybody that knows me knows this, but we, we were blown away when we lost Oakley. It was the, literally the hardest day of our life. We, I know, I know y'all had... We all had CMT awards yeah. that night. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to perform first time on TV. Great times, you know, a lot of lot of trajectory career-wise. We were just on cruise, just busy, busy, busy. I was always on, on the road. Lainey was at home with the six by herself and pregnant. And, uh, yeah, that morning, you know, she goes into labor with our seventh. It was a stillborn. Her name's Oakley. But you 
stopped your life. I don't know how or why, but you stopped your life and you made all this food <laughs> for us. And it was hands down the most crazy, I don't know how to describe it, but we just knew where you were also that day. And for you to stop and make all that food and bring it to our house. And honestly, even when that happens to somebody I know now, I don't know how to help them. Right. But you stopped and did that. And honestly, when Lainey came out, she'll tell, she'll tell us everybody this, y'all, everybody listening. You know, she did, her body was healing. She didn't want to eat. We're both like emotionally just wrecked. And the only thing she would eat is that stuff you made. Yeah, it well, was crazy. That is very kind I'm telling but, you, of you to say. It, but I, it was therapy for me. I like when, and my mom is like this. I get it from her. It was multiple layers. I loved y'all. And we were in just similar like spots in this right. world. And we, I felt like we crossed paths enough that like we cared about y'all immediately. Yeah. We felt connected to y'all immediately. Like these are our kind of people. Yeah. And when I found that out, so you, it happened CMTs, but we didn't all find out. I, I think we found out at the CMTs because, you know, like no, no one, one knew, knew yet. Yeah. And so I, we found out and I was just sick to my stomach. And I was like, I don't know what to do, but I'm one of six kids. Yeah. And so I watched my mom. Anytime someone went through something hard, right. she made vats of soup is what yeah. I felt like cooking for an army. Yeah. And I was just thinking, I was like, what are they going to do? Like, how is Walker going to go through this and feed all these kids i was just like i don't know what to do i'm just going to start chopping like yeah. that's like it's like therapy honestly <laughs> I'm that's, start cooking. i'm yeah. just going to start like you have to chop so many yeah. veggies and it really is kind of therapeutic yeah. and i think that's why my mom always did it and so when that happened i just reverted straight to her and yeah. i was like cuz no one's going to know they're just going to like send you like magianos or right. something you know and i'm like that's not what you want you want comfort food i made chicken soup yeah and i made more chicken. I had to go buy Dude, like you giant made Tupperware. Tupper I was about to say, you, you, it looked like you went to Costco <laughs> and got every chicken soup they had. It, I was like, it, these people, they need to be fed. Well, and she did tell me that. That which was so, she was like, it's the only thing I felt like eating. And I don't even remember what recipe this is, guys. But I'll I'll find. Yeah. I think I know. Dude, find I'll it. I'll just I'll just share it. You can't imagine the impact it had. You know, it's, it was one of those times in our life where some people responded and it made us mad. You know, we were so, like I said, we were just emotionally volatile. And so I don't know, but that hit the spot. And it, and honestly, it hit the spot too, just knowing how busy y'all were. Yeah. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like <laughs> they're doing CMT stuff too. Yeah. How, where does she find time to do this? So it I didn't really, have anything that day. I think I skipped out on like fanfare or something. You know, dude, he wasn't playing that day or anything. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stay home. And at first, I actually, it's funny, I asked my mom because it was such a crazy yeah. week. And she is like, honestly, the real soup whisperer. I was like, that will bless them more than what I'm about yeah. to do. But I was like, you know what? I think I can't go to CMA Fest today yeah. and be like, everything's fine. Because I don't know that, I don't know that everyone else knew yet. Yeah. You know, I don't remember when y'all shared, but. I did like a post or something about it, but it was a life stopper. I mean, yeah. this job, it seems so stupid. And again, <laughs> just, I, I was like, what are we doing? And the saddest part, I had a lot of shame because I was scheduled to come in, be there for like the birth, sing on TV and then hit the road, mm -hmm. you know? And so, I had a lot of that going on in my head. And and so, yeah, I don't know. It was a really tough time. But I'm telling you, that food, it touched us. That's I mean, so again, and, and we were, and again, Lainey, legit, that's all she ate till that was gone. I mean, I think she, you know, because we got, we did get inundated with food, but you're so 
you're weird. Like your body is in shock. Yeah. And all I wanted was crap. So your food was probably too healthy for me. <laughs> but I'm telling you, Lainey needed it. Yeah. And we needed that gesture more than you could ever imagine. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You, you mentioned that some people's response. I just like giving people some tools if they're in a scenario like yeah. this kind of happens. Some responses were not helpful and not healing. Totally. Are there things you recommend people not doing? Yeah, you know, I recommend, you know, as weird as this sounds, I think you have to have a prayerful approach, you know, to helping somebody, you know, because somebody is real emotionally aware in their grief, you know, and you, your motives were so pure, you know what I mean? Like you felt, yeah, you felt pain and in, in your pain, you chopped, <laughs> you didn't come knock, you didn't ask for anything back at all. No. You know, you just really felt it, you know, and you could tell that in your gesture. And I think that's it. Just be mindful. Be very careful with your words. Like, don't ever tell somebody you know how they feel, ever. Even yeah. if you literally have had a car wreck and lost your entire family, don't walk up to somebody with a skinned knee and say, I know how you feel. You don't. Mm -hmm. You're not them. You know what I mean? So I, wow. I suggest never saying, I know how you feel. Also, I mean, I have been touched I met a man one time who I was shocked didn't give me the whole, well, at least you got six here on earth, you know, speech, or, you know, at least they're healthy, or praise God, your wife lives. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I, love, I, I agree with all of those statements, but I would love to punch you in the face yeah. when you say them, you know? Yeah. And that's me. Not everybody is like me. Some people are sad. I think sad. I would be like that. Yeah. Some people are, you know, some people would make us like these pictures and shrines to Oakley and some of them would make me mad and then some I'd be like I like that mm -hmm. you know but I don't know there, there's no like there's no formula but just be careful you know I think when you approach somebody you know with loss and you're and you're trying to help but honestly it's all for good somehow you know like but oh I was I was telling you a story about a guy I met and he had yeah. a little girl named Plum and he he just poured it out he was like dude we lost a little girl too and I was like, I was like, I finally met somebody in the club, you know, and I, and mm -hmm. he was the first one who just, I was like, I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm really glad that we both were in the club, you know, like I have, I'm not yeah. as lo a lonely, you know, and the so. club no one ever wants to yeah, be in, but. Yeah, and, and so, so my heart goes out to that guy. It, mm -hmm. it was weird. It was a weird emotion because I was like, I don't want to be glad, you know, that you lost your daughter, but it is so helpful to me that you're being vocal yeah. about it. So I think I think just being vocal about your own trials in itself, you're helping somebody already before it even happens. Because when that happens to them, they're like, oh, this happened to so-and-so too. Or a friend can say, hey, you know, so-and-so has been through this. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's all tied together somehow. But yeah, I mean, one of the best gifts somebody gave us was a uh, uh, Craig and Laura. They're they're crazy. I can't like, wait to talk dude, about homie, Craig. When when <laughs> when Craig and Laura give us a gift, we're always like, "How you love us so well that you would know that we would need that." You know, it's yeah. just always like that. And the gift Craig and Laura gave us was a curtain for our front door, and it was amazing. That just gave me chills. I know, and and it, and it was well. You know what's so great about that is like. Because we felt guilty, like, oh, we hate people right now. We should love people right now. And they were like, no, you don't. You have permission to just yeah. not be there. 
you have a pass right now. Like this you happened to you. You do not need to, to be available for right. everyone else. Right. And you know, some of that, there was a point in time where, especially me personally, just I, I'm angry. I, Lainey's sad in grief. I'm mad. Mm-hmm. And so there was definitely a time where I was like, hey, get over your, your own pain and focus on Lainey, focus on the kids, focus on your, your in-laws, you know? But yeah, that, that curtain, I'll never forget just being like, what a wise carrying gift, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just, it gave us permission to disappear, you know? So when did you meet Craig? Okay, so we met, okay, let's see. I'm just going to, I'm going to guess on years, okay? So I'm going to say eight years ago. And the only reason I'm guessing that is because my son is 14. And we met, Lainey met Laura, Craig's wife, at my son Chapel's basketball game. And uh, they played at like a church in like a church upward league. Mm -hmm. And I, my job eight years ago was holding our baby, Loxley. And I love to hold Loxley like in the corner because I don't have to talk to anybody. <laughs> and, you know, you've been through this. Like I'm a songwriter, you know, I'm a, I'm a singer songwriter, but I had nothing. You know, everybody, what do you do? Singer songwriter. You got anything I know? No, I don't. And you always see people just deflate. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, at that point in, in my life, I'm a raging alcoholic. We have a billion kids. We were almost about to have one car. We had two cars, but I had an endorsement deal with a a Volkswagen dealership who provided a van with us. Now, they provided a van for us because I had a record deal. They didn't know I had lost my record deal. So I was just just making sure they never found that out so I could keep that van. Because I knew as soon as they found out, found out we wouldn't have a van. But Lenny and Laura met at a basketball game. She was like, yo, we have a... A church we started. They came from Knoxville, and it's called Redeeming Grace. I was super bummed because I thought we were finished with that phase of our life. I was not a believer. Lainey was. And Lainey and I had visited some churches per her request, but it's a lot, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, kids make that tough. And Lainey hates to get up in the morning, so, like, boom, I already have two things helping me to be like, I don't know if we need to go, Mm -hmm. you know? So... We had done that five or six churches, and at this point in our life, it had been the longest phase where we had gone with without Lainey being like, "Hey, you want to try a church?" You know. So you're like, "I'm good. I'm out oh, of the woods homie, here." When, yeah, I was. I was. I was. We were cruise control, and what's funny is like that was our that was our only argument. Like we ha- we're such a happy marriage, minus that. You know, because when you have kids, she's like, "Hey, kids, read this Bible verse," and I'm like, "No." remember that verse, put that out of your head. Here's what's up, you know, and we would have those heated arguments about that. And so that was tough. And I was tired of fighting about it. I was like, this is dumb. It's not even real anyway. So why why are you going to let it interject, you know, and cause a fight in our marriage and in our relationship with our kids and stuff? So when Laura asked Lainey, I didn't like Laura. I, I didn't even know Laura, but I was like, what was this Laura lady? Why she got to show up, you know? And so they met on a Saturday and their church met on a Saturday. And so that night, Lenny was like, I'd like, you know, you cool if we go try this church? I really like Laura. So we go out to this church. It's in so far away that I was just joking the whole way. I was like, we're going to die. We're going to disappear. It's a <laughs> cult when we walk in this place. Even when, when we pulled up, my kids were laughing because I was just joking going, we need to call somebody so they know where we disappeared at. And so we walk in this church. 
You know how it is, man. Any time a family of five or six show up late, everybody in the whole place looks. <laughs> that was and my whole life. We dude, were that, always. I late. know. Yeah, you all know exactly. Yeah, you walk in a restaurant, everybody starts counting. They're like, "Dang, all, all yours?" You know, <laughs> did you birth all of the? You know, and that's what everybody did. You know, in Redeemer Gray, because they it was a brand new church. I'm guessing. Look, I'm gonna say less than thirty people in this room. So. Eight you guys were new most ones. of the church. Yeah. yeah. So we walk in and, you know, there's a greeting phase, which I, I, I will never forget. I was like, oh, of course they have a, they finish singing and they're like, everybody greet each other, you know? And I'm, I'm like, ah, this is terrible. And, you know, Lainey loves, she loves that part of life. And so she talking, Laura's like, so glad you came. And then Craig walks up and he just, he just beeline straight to me. And I swear, I need to ask him, like, did Laura, like, give you a heads up, you know, that I was a, that I was kind of a prick or like, <laughs> but he just walks up to me. I know I smelled like beer. I've been drinking all day. That's what I did. And he just walks straight up to me and he just says, man, I'm just glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here, you know, and, and we hit it off. Like, you know, on my face initially was written this, like, I hate this place. I hate everything. Like, this is is so bogus all this stuff i don't know why we're here i'm really good at writing that on my face and so i know he could read that but he didn't he wasn't deterred and it's almost like there was just adoption written on his face if that makes sense like i love the concept of adoption because when you adopt somebody you find out where it all what 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 went wrong like what is broken about this thing how can i love it better by understanding its brokenness and that's kind of how Craig came after me with no expectations. He just was like, this dude, he didn't want to be here. He's, the, the dude is not comfortable in his own skin, much less in this pew. I just want to tell him I'm glad he's here. And I could hear that just welcoming presence in his voice and in, in his smile. And so, so, yeah, I mean, we became buddies. Being that welcomed was not like the greatest feeling on earth. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm somewhat of an island myself. And, you know, you've been, you've been to Nashville. You know, like, you kind of grow this thick, like, I don't need you to need me. I don't need you to welcome me. I'm just doing my thing, you know. And that's, that's kind of who I've been my whole life. And then give me 12 years of Nashville of that, and, and it just grows. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, skin has grown thicker. And so there were nights, you know, where we would hang out with, with Craig and Laura. And I would hate how trusting of them I would find myself be. You know, like I, I would leave and be like, man, we just had a real deep conversation. I didn't want to get that. I didn't want to get that close with those people. Yeah. Vulnerability yeah. hangovers. Yeah, it <laughs> was. Like, it was. Oh, I'm, no, exactly. I said too much. Totally. Yeah. And, you know, most of the time I was drunk. So it was just spill it. I would spill it. And yeah. then the next day I'd be like, ah, I need to need to get further away from that night, you know. And um, but. All I was realizing is they love us unconditionally. You know, that's that's all I was. It's fun. It's sad that unconditional love can be so icky when you just, A of all, I didn't know how to do that to somebody else. And B of all, just wasn't used to being yeah. loved like that. You're suspicious. That. You're like, yeah. what do you want? Totally. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's, I know that's the longest answer, but that's, that's yeah. how we met right. Craig. And um, obviously the story, you know, continues. 
Okay, no, but I need so many more details. Because I I don't know that my people, I'm not going to assume they know it. Okay, yeah. And I think it is such an incredible story. The next bullet point that I know is you're at like a t-ball game, right? I love it. I love the word bullet point because that's there are there are so many great bullet points in our story. And yeah, that, and you're you're right. So I'm working at Costco. I love Craig. your story. Can I? Wait, I just yeah. need a second to just <laughs> tell my people. It is not every day that you meet someone in the music industry who is as humble and hardworking uh, as you. Come on. You worked at Costco night shifts. Not to spoil this bullet point. Yeah, but. Most artists I know are too prideful to ever step foot in a Costco. Uh, we all lost our main, well, one of our main sources of income, 2020. Right. You didn't see anyone go to to Starbucks. Ah. Uh, you didn't see anyone <laughs> yeah. start working at Costco. You know, like, yeah. most of them probably were fine enough and hopefully, you know, yeah. but. Well, they don't have six kids. <laughs> well, yeah. No, but it like the humility that takes and yeah. like, like you're a giver of yourself to your family first and foremost, and it's a parent, and like you will do whatever it takes at all cost. And so you having success like this is like, it's a ah. resounding cheering you on well, from my you. stance, especially in Nashville. Everyone loves a good underdog. I love a good underdog. Yeah. And we love when the good ones win. Well, you're sweet. And you're one of them. I love Green Chef not only because they are USDA certified organic company, but they are America's number one meal kit for eating well. Green Chef makes eating healthier, easy, and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. Keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, fast and fit, Mediterranean, and gluten-free. So many options. Whatever your lifestyle, Green Chef is the perfect meal kit for you. As a wife and mom, I do my best to make healthier food choices for me and my family. Plus, life can get busy. And boy, has it been busy lately. Coming home from the road with my shopping done has been such a game changer in our world. I've been able to spend less time stressing and more time enjoying delicious home-cooked meals that taste like we went to a restaurant. With Green Chef, I get fresh produce, premium proteins, and organic ingredients that I can trust so I can feel great about what me and my family are eating and how it gets to our table. We love to cook in our house, and it has never been easier with pre-portioned, easy-to-follow recipes delivered right to your door. And it's so fun to do together. This week, my husband and I made Green Chef's Middle Eastern Beef and Sweet Potato Bowls, and it was a hit in our house. Remy loved it. We all loved it. We love the variety of meals that Green Chef offers and how it fits with our lifestyle. You can get nutritious recipes each week that are perfect for you and the fam, too. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. Go to greenchef.com slash coffeewithkaylee130 and use the code coffeewithkaylee130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. That's $130 off plus free shipping. Use the code coffeewithkaylee130 at greenchef.com slash coffeewithkaylee130. Now back to Walker. Well, I have to say, look, I'm not that great of a person. I mean, I, I will say as a just a dude, the biggest battle like you have you and russell ever go on dates and you you're like i need to be better at this you know what i mean like you you just have a minute to reflect and you're like ah the biggest thing for me in life is always i just hate when i when i look at my dreams and my desires that i think a lot of them are god-given but but sometimes i can make them god and that was what was tough at costco was like 
I could go get another job. I mean, I'm, I could be successful in other fields that provided a level of income that could have supported my family. I'm, I'm completely capable. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I was blessed with the ability to go to college, you know, and get a degree. And I learned from my dad, I learned incredible sales tactics and I love that game. And, but I had a dream, you know, and, and so the battle was always how, how do you be a better dad? And I, I knew in my heart that like, and my kids reminded me over and over that it didn't matter. The money didn't matter. Like if, if we had a roof and some clothes, we were good. And Lainey reminded me of that every yeah. day. She, she had like her smile right now is no different than it was. And then it kind of perturbed, like now everybody sees Lainey and they're like, her smile is beautiful. And I'm like, man, you should have seen her. Yeah. Well, you should have seen her when we had our first kid. You should have seen her. You know, when Leela was doing gymnastics, you know, and, and I was at Costco and she was taking Leela to gymnastics by herself in Chicago. But what I'm saying is that was my battle. It was it was like, I just want to give my kids and my wife the right things. And sometimes the world tells you money is the right thing. And I, I think that's a lie. You know, I mean, hey, sometimes you, you do need to go pay the bills. But, you know, my daughter we put some thumbtacks on the roof of my car and she called them stars. And that's all I need. I was like, you know what? She thinks we have the coolest car in the neighborhood. She's happy. She will remember this. She will not remember the new car, you know, if I went to buy it. But so I'm working at Costco. Me and Craig have been buddies about two years. I'm still hanging on to this Volkswagen by the grace of God that I don't believe in. And all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, the grace I, know, of the God, I, I didn't believe, believe it. it. Yeah. So they find out, they come and they get the van. I'll never forget it. All my kids were standing at the front of the neighborhood and we watched them take it away. And it was awesome. My, all my kids were like, it's oh, that's cool. You know, because they they put it on a truck. And I was like, it is kind of awesome, but it's not awesome. <laughs> you know, and I didn't have money. I didn't have money to change the the back. I remember we had a back busted taillight and I honestly was counting dollars to buy red tape because we kept getting pulled over by the same cop in Williamson County saying, hey, it can't be like flying around. Like you have to have it neatly, you know, covering all the wreckage or whatever. So, and they were so kind about it. But to, we were just in a bad financial place. And I just kept doing the whole I got this thing and I never, again, never, not, are you kidding me? Like we're six kids deep in a Honda Accord that the front left window won't roll up with a donut on the back and Laney's just so happy. Like we go, we're, we're playing shows on Wednesday night at Puckett's and they feed us, you know, French fry. Like we take home six to-go boxes full of sweet potato fries. Like that's what we're, that's how we're rolling. And I never felt pressure from Laney to like, put on some khakis and just go get a nine to five, you know? Yeah. So one night Craig shows up at my son's baseball game unannounced. Not really that weird. I, I was like, oh, I guess Laura must've said, hey, we were at the ballpark and they live near us. And I was like, oh, they just start, you know, stop by. And it took me a minute to figure it out. So the so Beckett's game ended. I walked to the parking lot. It's just Craig. He gets out and he's just grinning ear to ear. And he's uh he's got a piece of paper and he's got holding the keys. And then Laura pulls up in their other car to like give him a ride home. And he's like, Ma'am, all you gotta do is sign and this this van is y'all's. And it was his used Chrysler Town and Country van. 
And we had borrowed it a couple times. It wasn't like the nicest vehicle by any means, but it worked, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it was it was safe. And uh, I am such a jerk. I was mad. I was, you know, going back to the whole, I'm an angry guy. Just my pride is, it will lead to my demise at some point in my life. But I, I didn't want to take it because taking it meant I needed it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know I can figure my way out. Craig and I was mad at him I was like this is such a it's like a mean get you know I, I did not want it and he kept on he's like no man please you know it would he, he even did the whole thing like you're stealing my joy by not letting me right. give you this you know and finally my my daughter Leela I remember her being like dad just take the car and at some point Laura Craig's wife said, y'all should wrestle for it. And Craig like wrestled in high school or something. And uh, I was like, I'm not about to get beat up to take this car. <laughs> and um, at some point, honestly, Craig said, he, he I, I love this sentence. He said, man, somebody did this for me once. Just let me do this for you. And that gave me permission to be needy, you know, and to accept help just long enough to just drive away with that vehicle so yeah you know i took it home and the song exists the first version of the song it's it's an incredible story because the first version of the song was really written out of this pure processing going on in my brain of this whole relationship going why these people like us they got nothing to gain how you thank somebody for a car. You can't just go up to somebody and say, hey, man, thanks for the car. That doesn't cut it. It never does. And I suck at serious stuff. Like, usually it always gets morphed into this, like, bro, punch on the arm, laugh, joke thing. And so the gratitude gets demeaned in this insecurity of real emotion, you know? And so I love the song because it documents my heartfelt, curiosity and i thought i was super clever by not putting jesus in the song because i was like i don't believe in him so i'm not gonna use his name but that's all anybody heard when they heard this craig song that i wrote and you should hear craig's reaction it's funny he was very discouraged when i finally sent this song that i've been working on for multiple months and i'd gone back and forth do i even share it I was like, who writes songs for dudes? Like, that's so weird. Like, Craig is Craig's going to be like, what? Dude wrote a song called Craig? You know? I was like, that might end our friendship. He might be like, ah, this is weird. But my, my wife, Lenny, was like, nah, it's not going to be weird. And uh, sent it to him. And, you know, the world really reacted. You know, we had a... It, my, my whole team was like, this is going on an album. And I was like, wait, this is just from, from my friend. You know, I was like, I'm, 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 I'm kind of mind screwed here for lack of a better you know i was like my mind's in a pretzel right now and i was just writing thank you you know to this guy but i know what what's what i love about that song is it i sincerely think it documented my heart noticing christ in someone else you know what i'm saying because i knew craig like I, i wasn't looking at craig going this dude's perfect or man, he's a saint or, you know, I knew his family. I knew, you know, as much as I was vulnerable with him, he was vulnerable with me, but there was just this light inside him 
that was reaching for us in a moment where I wasn't even reaching for us. You know, I would have been like, ah, that family, I don't know where that dude's headed, you know. And so, you know, especially in a town where it's about who you know, I didn't help anybody by knowing me, but Craig wanted to know me Mm. and Craig wanted to help me, you know. And, you know, like that curtain that we were talking about earlier, they just saw a need and they filled it, you know. And Craig went and bought like a used car. I think he spent like two or three grand on something to replace his van. It wasn't like, you know, homie is not just dropping cars on people, you know. And so the rest of the story is amazing. We, I, I, I eventually, you know, after losing Oakley, my life was in shambles, just, just my mind and hitting the road just felt dumb. And I would try to make it about my audience or whatever. And I would try to be good, you know, and just kind hearted and that would last about six minutes, you know, and then I just felt gross all the time. And I eventually read a book by a girl named Rosario Butterfield and her testimony just destroyed me. And I came home off the road and snuck in Barnes and Noble with a hoodie and I bought a Bible and I hid it in the Barnes and Noble bag for like two weeks at home. And I did not want my kid. I was so proud. I was like, I am not going to let my kids know that it has come to this, you know, that I am literally searching the gospel for answers, you know. And Lainey noticed. And I didn't know this, but she told the kids, don't say anything, Mm -hmm. you know. And then finally, you know, I just kind of confessed it all to Lainey and my kids and then, you know, trusted Christ is my personal savior. And then I told, I told Craig in a, in a uh, sushi restaurant in Franklin and he just, he like broke my freaking ribs, you know, with a hug. And then he went to the bathroom and cried and, and just gave God all this glory. And um, so, yeah, my life was changed. And what's funny, Kaylee is like, I swear it's like God knew I needed to see his son in a human. Like, I don't really have unrealistic expectations as a believer. Like, I don't, look, I, I got Christ in me, but you don't always see it. Mm. You rarely do. And that frustrates me, but that's just this side of heaven, you know? And a lot of the reason why I ran from the Lord, there's a lot of damage in the wake of religion in my life, you know? Yeah. I mean, I- Same with I us. Grew, yeah. Every, You're not alone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it- it's, it can be poison and yeah. it can be hurtful. And there's this like, I should trust these people. And then you get hurt and it, and it pushes you a little further from the message and you start just hating these messengers. And, you know, and that's kind of where I was. And, and God was so merciful to show me himself in someone. And uh, right before COVID, Lainey and I were, were searching for um, a house and uh, the house next door to Craig went up for sale, Stop and so it. yeah, we I did not know this. Yeah, we are next door neighbors. <laughs> and um, back to the real quick, back to the Oakley thing. You know, Craig, they were at the hospital. They're the only humans who held our daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's how close we were. And I wasn't a believer then. Craig spoke as we buried Oakley. You know, when we put the box in the ground, you know, him and Laura were right there watching me and my sons put dirt in the hole. He was counseling me all night long that night. I had a crazy rest of that day 
just so angry. But yeah, we're we are next door neighbors now, and it's unreal to see what the Lord has done with us. Craig started writing a book, so I'm a huge. Don't anybody tell me like what your dream is, or I'll never leave you alone. Like God mm-hmm. has given me this just annoying. I just want to talk about that. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying. You're like if I meet, yeah, yeah, if I meet a dentist, and they're like, "Man, I really love fireworks." I'll be like, "Let's freaking talk about that." You know, and and I don't know why, but I just know how much my dream has meant to me, my whole life. Like I cherish it. I I want my yeah. kids. I literally want to wish I could see them the moment they get a taste of that thing, where they're like. Oh, this is it. Yeah. You I'm know? all in. Yeah. Whatever it is. I will. Yeah. I'll be like, dude, I will hold your hand as long as you want and we will chase that. And then you can say, say go away. You know. Was your uh, dad like that? Totally. With you? Yeah. yeah. He got he got me my first my first gig. I didn't even want it. I was uh so scared to get up on stage. I was older. I was twenty three. Had never played the guitar and sung in front of anybody. And he was like, Nah, you need to do it. I said, I'll do it if you just leave me alone about it. But yeah, I guess that's probably where I got it from. But Craig, he always wanted to be a writer. And so he wrote something a few years back. I read it. Pretty good. So proud of him. It's a whole book. Not like a pamphlet. Not like a whole book. (laughs) But over COVID, Craig started writing. And some of it had to do with us and our story. And he asked me to write the foreword. And I wrote the foreword. And the publisher was like, man, I don't know. There's something dangerous about you writing and him writing something. And so we ended up writing the whole story. There are so many bullet points. It's insane just how the Lord just wove our lives together in these weird ways. And some aren't the most like righteous way. Like me and Craig drank together at McCreary Monday. He's not an alcoholic. I am, but we were brought together. You know, we gave him a dog. We had too many dogs (laughs) and we gave Craig a dog and we house, we, we dog sat for each other so that we bumped into each other more. And it's just a beautiful story of two, honestly, no offense to Craig, but we're just lame dude. Like I'm just a dad who likes to play the guitar. And he's just a guy at the time, you know, wasn't writing, you know, just Taking care of his family. What like, does Craig do? Uh, so he had a, uh, what do you call recruiting yeah. firm over COVID. COVID was not very nice to that business. But now I think writing full time would be sick. But we wrote a book together called Glad You're Here. It comes out May 3rd. It's everything. And I, I never could edit or work on it without crying. Neither could Lainey. Lainey was like, if I have to edit this thing one more time, I mean, you could just see it on, yeah. you know, her face was wrecked for days after she would she would help. But it has been a family effort, and it's just Jesus. That's all it is. Like, I mean, and it's it's a very touching story, but I feel like it's, I write from like an unbeliever's perspective. Like, I really aim for the critic, you know, like, that, like someone who does not want to walk in a church. Yeah. And then Craig has a very pastoral outlook and take and then his his side of the story but it's amazing and i truly think people are gonna you know somebody like me will, yeah. will probably buy a bible after reading that's what i was story. just thinking like how sweet it is that your testimony is reading someone's story oh yeah and now here you are and like testimony means do it again like you yeah. did it here i believe you'll do it again and like i'm just believing that for you and like every person that reads this book like well 
I wish I could explain. I can't explain. When I became a believer, I had this very like, let's go, God. Like, I'm going to be bold. Like, let's go to Rwanda. You know, I was like, <laughs> I want an orphanage. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, I, I had all these like magnificent just dreams combined from outside. I don't know, maybe movies I'd watched or books. I've, I don't know. I was just like, what, a, what do I look like? I as think a that's bond kind of servant of Christ, down our throats totally. as Christians, kind of like that's the thing you're supposed totally. to do. Because totally. I did that too, you yeah. know. And now, as an adult, and now looking more at how God actually works and like loving right. our neighbors, right? Like He doesn't tell us to go across the world. world. Granted, you could, he could, you couldn't, back, right? You couldn't back then, yeah, right? Like you can now. But it is an interesting thing. That, that's so funny that you oh, first totally. got saved and you're like, well, let's go. Homie, I am. Let's go to an orphanage. Lainey, let's go. Lenny was like, you know, grow a beard and wear sandals. And I was like, why not? Maybe. Dude did in the gospel, <laughs> you know. And so just I've never had a realistic dream in my life. And, you know, dude, it's it's the best news ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes I'm like, why am I sitting here enjoying this coffee? Like, Jesus wants to grab somebody, right. you know. You know, but yeah, it was rough. It was like. It, I had some growing pains, you know. I was like, what are we doing in this house? I was like, this house is too nice. You know, why do I live in this neighborhood? Why do I have two cars? Like, yeah. we should sell it and give it away to the homeless dude on the street, you know. And everything I wrote also, I was like, Jesus, 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 you know. And nothing happened to it at all, you know. But in the meantime, we were working on this book. And then Fancy Light comes along, and it was like... Oh, yeah, we haven't even gotten to your mega hit that changed and, your life. Well, and that's what's crazy is, like, when we started... Honestly, this, this part of, like, Jesus changing your life is honestly more important to me than, than that. But I really can't wait to hear, like... Because we haven't really seen each other a lot since then. Yeah. Like, just all the things that have changed. I like, know. good and... Like, the best part, and what's the hardest part? Because all things come right. with both sides of that coin. Well, what's most fascinating to me is, I swear, and I and I say it on stage every night. I mean, Craig is, that's why, I mean, I know I know that's why I fancy, like, happen. you know, I'm not supposed to preach in a church. I'm not even supposed to preach. I'm just supposed to share my story yeah. to dudes like me in these crowds, you know? And I, I, I feel like that's what happened is... You know, I found Jesus, and then I was like, who am I going to tell? And then God was like, here's who you're going to tell. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I'm just not a, I'm not a goal-oriented, you know, when you talk about just fancy like and how it's changed stuff, it's been hard because I don't do, let's just take award ceremonies. Not really my thing. Like, I don't, I don't even really want to spend time. So, I mean, no offense to everybody else. I love to celebrate I'm happy for y'all, but I don't want to go sit at the Grammys. Oh wait, you were nominated for a Grammy, I know. and that's amazing. Casual, it's, it's amazing. But you can ask Lainey. We just feel like fish out of water. Yeah. I mean, we love the adventure, the process. My favorite song is whichever one I wrote yesterday. You know what I mean? Russ is and, the same, and we're the same about awards. Yeah, I'm like, thank you for having us here. I know. It's more like I look at him. I'm like, you belong here. Nah. Me, I would like to be in leggings on the couch. Well. That's the thing is, like, I don't want anybody listening to think there's no gratitude yeah, here. It's right. just I'm not the type of personality. I'm not, I'm just not a celebrate. I just I I love what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You know, I just love what we're doing. And I and I and so honestly, fancy like was hard. It really was so hard because all of a sudden, everybody wanted to celebrate and everybody wanted to get back to work. You know, we were we were yeah. in we were in COVID mode. I'm at home all the time, and then I was gone. For two months 
And I told my manager, I was like, man, I think you guys are going to be well compensated. You know, this is a huge song. It looks like the label is going to make money. The publishing is going to make money. But I was like, I'm going to disappear. Like one, literally one day, I'm going to just pull a pure country and just start walking down the road. You know, because I didn't see Lainey for like a month and a half. And, Yikes. you know, That's my kids so too, you know, she would call and she'd be like, you know, I don't know what's wrong with the boys. Like, I, you know, and she wasn't trying to, she wasn't trying to be like, oh, you're a bad dad. Look what's happening. But she was like, the boys are just different when you're not around for, for extended periods of time. And, and I, you know, she's like, I don't know. It's like they need to wrestle or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so thank God my manager, you know, made it so they could come on the road with us. But Look, I don't want to be too dramatic, but success, I don't know how to describe it. I, it, it is not all that it's cracked up to yeah. be. And again, so much gratitude. I mean, dude, our bills are paid. Like, um, yeah, my Nissan Altima is paid off, you know, and it's like insane. Like we can eat, you know, whenever. And I don't, I don't go like, oh, that, that amount makes me sick in my stomach. And I'm able to hire my friends that are my family you know and they're 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 in the band and they're they're my tour manager yeah. and 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 all these people are taking care of and it's and honestly the road family you probably feel this way that's my family yeah that is the that is more family than i've ever had mm. and um and, and you're from a big family too right? yeah i'm the last of nine it's a blended family kind of kind of kooky we have our things but um, yeah, this is, you know, my, my road, like literally when we get to the bus on Wednesday night, I want to cry. I'm so happy to get there yeah. with the dogs running around and the kids, you know, putting their bags on the bunk and, and they love it. And I'm so happy. But at the same time, I don't know why, but you know, Lenny and I's marriage, it's taking a toll on it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not easy. I, and I don't know why but like we've had some tussles you know yeah. where we're like what the hell is like yeah what is going on you know and then we'll be in an award show and it's like we gotta you gotta put a smile you better smile and if they want you to do the dance you better dance you know it's a good luck and she's dance. like oh, i gotta hard. get a dress and then you get in the car and you're like ah let's go home you know and and so yeah i mean it's it just like tragedy did to us this was also a pebble with a lot of ripples and we're constantly getting used to it you know specifics wise i don't know what i can give you because i'm not like a shrink but it just you know this has had it is so much in so little time for us yeah. you know i mean we, we we were working you know shoot it took me 17 years of nothing and no's and just write songs and hope and Maybe this is the one. You seventeen years, you know, and then oh, wham! Now that I go, if we go into Chick Fil A, it's like, oh, you're all the famous family, you know, and it's wow. it's a lot, and it's all of you too, because you were all on TikTok. It's and totally, all, it is. Uh, yeah, you're like the least overnight success of all the overnight <laughs> successes. <laughs> I know that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I'm like no one has any freaking clue how long you've been grinding this out. It's and crazy working for your family, and I think it's so interesting that you worked at Costco because it's almost like you knew if you did something else, you'd be really good at it and you wouldn't ever do what you wanted to do. Yeah, I, that was a, 
my, almost like a conscious choice. Totally. Or whether it was or not. No, but. no, no. My first look, I mean I mean, my first job in Nashville, I was a I was a booking agent for a year. And I got fired. And honestly, if I don't think if I had got fired, I'd probably still be at that same wow. company. I because did not the know money that. the money, you know, I was twenty four and the checks, you know, being cashed through a through a booking agency, I was just like, What? you make how much money, you know, a wow. month and this is your base and this is commission. And, but I was miserable knowing, you know, cause I, I what I wanted to be doing was playing those songwriter nights, you know, and on my computer was a hundred lyric ideas. But yeah, I mean, I honestly, that job was a great lesson cause it was our first year of marriage and it was like, man, we're making all this money, but we're not, you're not happy, you know, mm -hmm. and you go in when you get off, it's dark. You know, and, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, working at Costco was a great experience. It was humbling. I mean, I, it was funny. Like I had been dropped by Capital, and I would, I would literally be about to, to check out at like 1030 and somebody, an exec from Capital would come in and like be getting strawberries and, and we would just see each other eye to eye, you know, and it was like, oh, I know what they're thinking. And, you know, I, I would honestly have to help them just be okay, you know, because they were at a loss of words, like what yeah. to say. And that, man, that happened over and over. But, you know. Which Costco was it? It was in Brentwood. Yeah, we're big Costco fans. Yeah, dude, we love it I'm too. I'm like, if they have sponsorships, sign I, us. I know, let's uh, go. <laughs> I'm like, all of the things. I know, I know. It's, yeah, it's the best. Obviously, we love drinking coffee in this house, which you guys already knew. So I'm so excited to tell you about my new favorite subscription, Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee sends you freshly roasted coffee from our country's best craft roasters right to your front door and as often as you would like. Their coffee is ethically sourced. So when you buy from Trade Coffee, you're supporting local and independent coffee roasters. Y'all know we are pour over people. So we are picky about what coffee that we like in our house. This morning, my husband and I enjoyed a Honduras Urpania Guzman from Trade Coffee with our breakfast. This coffee in particular is roasted by Dune Coffee Roasters in Santa Barbara, California. It had citrus and butterscotch tasting notes and they give you all that information. So it's so fun to try and taste and compare notes. Everyone has different tastes. So the coffee I like may be totally different than the kind that you like. But the experts at Trade Coffee have taste tested thousands of coffees and have selected over 450 of the best bags to find your perfect cup. That is why Trade is so confident in matching with you a bag of coffee that you will love, that even if you don't love it, they will send you a brand new bag for free. Just answer a few short questions and they'll help you find the perfect cup for you. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping. When you go to drinktrade.com slash CWK, that's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Amen. <laughs> Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash CWK and let Trade find you a coffee that you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash CWK for $30 off. Now back to Walker. I'm sitting here thankful that I'm just processing all of the change that y'all have been through. And if this had happened, it's out of God's kindness. If it had happened before you gave your life to Jesus. Oh, uh, my marriage will be wrecked. Yeah. My kids. Like I have chills thinking about it. Like his kindness looking out for you in your marriage. Yeah. One of the things that is a click for me is that there's light versus dark. Wouldn't the dark come against what's light? And I just see that all over, right? Yeah. And like your marriage now is light. Oh, yeah. 
you know? So it's a different thing that you're coming up against than you did in the past. Oh, totally. Your marriage wasn't a threat to anything right. before. Right. And now it for sure is. And now people are watching you. And of course the enemy is not. Right. Going to be stoked that right. you're standing up on stage telling people about Jesus. Right. I'm just so proud of you. Yeah. And I'm so thankful that you have this now. Well, that you have the, the, the tools. You know, the Lord has. It. Yeah. And he, he is a, he's equipped us and continues to equip us with just a lot of like humility that I wouldn't say we want, you know, like I, I don't love getting in a fight with Lenny, but it's a good reminder. Like I constantly need Jesus is, is what I'm saying. And I'm reminded of that. And I love Lenny so much, but there's never going to be a day where I figure me and Lenny out and it's just smooth <laughs> on out. That's true. You know, there's yeah. never a day where me and my relationship with my oldest daughter where I'm just like, bam, we're done. We're I set. checked that off. Yeah. It has been sanctified completely this side of heaven. It won't. And so here's kind of one of my missions is as a believer to disclose that stuff happens because I think part of my ickiness, I still haven't figured out church. And I think mm -hmm. there's a thing when you get around believers, you're not broken, you're a believer. Yeah. Well, how's your walk? It's great. Walk is great, you know, and I, hate you, that I know, but you, but you feel this neat, like somebody asks you that all of a sudden you kind of bow up into this, like, I'm not going to tell you really, because it's not supposed, like, it's not supposed yeah. to fail or be weak or. Yeah. Even it's only it, messy before. Right? right. Then you get saved and it's like, right. well, you should have this all figured out. Right. You should be squeaky. Right. And so I just, as a believer, you know, I hate it when times are tough and I'm struggling, but I try, I, I'm a big, like, I'm going to just say something about it. I'm going to get it out there. Cause I don't, I don't want to start getting tired by having to fake it. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's the tough thing too about those award shows is you're like, you can't go in and somebody say, what are you excited about? And you go, honestly, I just want to be eating pizza with my family. Cause I just rolled in from Ocoee, Florida and I'm tired, you know, and I'm grateful that I get to sing, but I honestly don't know who else is performing. So don't ask me who I'm excited <laughs> to hear. You know what I mean? And don't ask me my Christmas tradition because we don't have one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like I said, I feel like my mission is just vulnerability, honesty, and you can take and do what you would like with it. But I love AA meetings because when you walk in the place, you're an idiot just like everybody else. And you don't, you literally don't walk into that place unless you screwed up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or you know that you're weak. Man, and, I wish the church felt like that. Oh, amen. Oh my wow. goodness. What what a beautiful Sunday. If literally when you cross the threshold, you are saying nothing to the effect of I have anything figured out, but only I am here because I need something mm -hmm. and i'm empty you know what i mean that would Ooh. be incredible maybe we should start that let's now. go we, start. Don't, <laughs> we don't we all don't need one more yeah. thing are you kidding me but so what was your click when you're like okay i am no longer a skeptic a critic so it was wild so that like i said that book that book yeah, yeah. it's crazy i was on the road and laney and i's relationship is it's actually remarkable via phone we did a lo the long distance thing in college, and I I literally could talk to her for hours, and uh, so much that like our my my brother in law is like y'all you know if she's with them 
we're always on the phone and they're like, what the heck are you talking about? And I'm like, dude, I got plenty. So after shows, you know, we're out there after Oakley died and I just would call her and we would talk for hours. And at some point in the time, I'm very open with Lanny and I was like, I begged her. I was like, just show me one person who's as gross as me who has changed. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. show me actual transformation. And um, she'd be like, well, Paul. And I'd be like, Mm. it doesn't count. I was like, he's lived, he's literally in the book of books, you know? <laughs> and I was like, he's, he's a thousand years old. You know, I was like, he does not count. And, Someone uh, this millennium. Yeah, <laughs> I was, yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't know a tax collector or whatever, you know, when you talk about Matthew or whatever, but, but I was like, that doesn't count. And a friend of hers gave her this book by Rosario Butterfield. And again, her testimony, I devoured it. I got it on my phone and I read it overnight. And yeah, just I could relate so much to her pride. She's a woman who actually has a Craig in her life named Ken, who was a pastor, shared about a hundred and something meals with her. And this reminded me of me. So she, you know, she's kind of trusting the relationship with this Ken person who's married, pastor and everything. But um, she would drive to their church, sit in the parking lot, and leave, you know. Or she even drove, I think she drove up one time and grabbed a bulletin and just opened it, and the bulletin made her, she was cringe, you know what I mean? And that's kind of just, again, just, I don't, I don't want to ever knock the church, like the right. concept. But once that, like when I grew up, dude, the church, I associated church with behavior, I got my ass beat every time I came home from church because I wasn't still, I wasn't here on time, I didn't do this. Yeah, so, you know, I just, I associate, like, I feel like sometimes still I'm sitting in there and I'm just like, ah, my knee starts going. And But, um, yeah, I could just really relate with Rosario's testimony. And then I just read the gospel, and it's the best news ever because— So you do never read it for yourself at that point? Never like that. Yeah. I mean, I had read it. I had heard it. You know, I grew up knowing all the Old Testament so-called heroes who were actually idiots. They're great idiots. <laughs> right. And I'm glad like they were. Like all of us. Yeah. Thank and, God. Uh, but, you know, when I grew up, they were heroes. It was like, yeah. dare to be a Daniel, you know, and I but didn't know that. Please the, tell me that was like the cover of a book. It was a, a song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was like, and you know. Dare and to then, be a Daniel. Exactly. And then, and then thing about Dave, like I just thought Dave was the, the, the dude after God's heart, but I didn't know he banged Bathsheba, <laughs> you know, and like killed the husband you know i feel like you need to make your own comp bible comp oh totally <laughs> yeah, so dave was like yo what's up yeah <laughs> but you know i just you know i just come to that point where i saw you know the lord revealed my sin my motives you know i just could look at myself and be like i'm gross like and what i desire to do i can't and i actually do what i don't want to do and i need payment for that because it is not it's not going to be better tomorrow you know and i need the lord and and i and it was cool you know i i'd heard the story of jesus and you know i knew the john three sixteen you know version but i never let myself need it you know and woke up to the truth that it is for me and it's there and and like i said i need a savior you know i i, I guess that would be the the point of realization was like, yeah, it is good news, and I need it, or I'm dead without it, you know? And so, yeah, so that was life, you know, that was life-changing for me, and 
Yeah, and it hasn't been the same since. And it hasn't been, you know, the other when thing. When was this, by the way? I'll be a three-year-old believer August. Wow. Yeah, I'm still a newbie. And hey. that's, you know, I get up. No, but you grew up in it too, which isn't total newbie, you know, right. like. We're all new. I don't care if you've been at this forever. Like, yeah. just like you said, you're never going to arrive at sanctification. Never. And be like, all right, I'm the perfect Christian now. I can just check out. Right. No, it's like nowhere. It's a relationship like your wife, like your kids, like everything. It is. It is. And it, what you just said, I think a lot of people need to hear. And, and my friend who's actually a writer on Fancy Like, his name is Josh Jenkins. Yeah. And he reminded me, there was one day where just all this famous stuff and success stuff was getting, just making me feel gross. And he was like, man, you know, the Lord is not sitting up there with a stopwatch being like, you got 10 seconds to get this much better. You know what I mean? Like, he's got you. Like, he got you and you're going and it's all for something good. I needed to hear it. I was like, thank you Mm -hmm. for telling me that, you know, because... Yeah, I mean, you be. Li- I feel like I belittle. I, I do this all the time. Just what Christ has done for us, I just belittle it by. I, I can dwell. You know, I can just sit and mm-hmm. be like, "Oh man, I am. I'm screwing up my kids. Like they're gonna be on a therapist couch, being like, Dad said this to me nah. one night.' You know, and <laughs> while that, you know, hey, there's repentance is great, but like God didn't absorb the impact of our sins so that we could sit and and hate ourselves for it you know i mean you know what i'm saying yeah so but you know like you said earlier laney is the you know god gave her something special and i mean from the moment you know we met in 11th grade she's been a light to me you know and it, and it would have and she's been the only believer i've trusted mm. since then you know i pushed every other one away you know not and i, I don't blame I'm not saying all these believers were bad. Now I'm a bad believer. You know, now I'm a hypocrite (laughs) in a pew, you know. And hey, Christians need Jesus too. So I oh, just, man, I I mean, I really do. I love Lanny so much and just, I, you know, so so when all this fame comes along and like you said, you know, the enemy comes after that, I get real protected. You know, I I, I mean, there's moments where I'm, you know, Lainey and I have said it in the car. I know this sounds dramatic. People be like, you're crazy. But like, we've been in the car on the way to award shows and said, you know, fame or you, I choose you. Like, I will watch, like, do you want to leave this? Like, and I'm about to cry saying it, but I really have. I've I've been like, this is all great and all, but I will literally pack up our family move to the opposite side of the earth from Nashville, wherever that is, and live there yeah. and work at a bar. I don't, Be I don't care. We say it all the time. Like yeah. I could live in a tent with you somewhere yeah. in the middle of nowhere yeah. and have the best life I know. on the planet. I know. But And it's interesting. I kind of sit, you'll probably have a more eloquent way of saying this. Mm-hmm. I always feel like fame is such an illusion. Yeah. It's very real, but it's also an illusion. Like you can't, touch it you can't hold it right you can hold nicer things right and you can have ease going to sleep knowing your kids are going to be fed the next day right but everyone thinks it's going to be this thing that makes you so happy and fulfilled and it's impossible oh yeah it is a bucket with no bottom that you can pour the whole ocean in that thing and it'll 
just it fall is. right out the it bottom. Is. To me, fame is so much like alcohol. Like my relationship with fame and alcohol are so eerily similar. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. It's I don't want to want it, but I do want it. And then when I get it, it's enough for literally point two seconds and you celebrate it. But then like your receptors get like broken where you need more the next time. And it's so annoying. You know, like you walk out on a crowd of 30,000 and you're like, this is it. But you walk off stage and I just feel like, where did all that go? You know, and then you see 30,000 again and you go, didn't feel like the last time I walked out with 30,000. Like, are they not as loud? But it's just your your brain is getting broken by that applause, you know? And it is, like you said, it's an illusion. I mean, it's, it is a perception that is created and it's, you can't hold it. It's, it's yeah. just, but, but that's how alcohol, you know, I tell my kids all the time, like, I'm going to have two beers, you know? And then six weeks later, how many did you have? I probably had 20. And I'd still be like, ah, I'd like another one. You know, like Mm -hmm. I'm just that type of personality. But yeah, fame is, it's interesting. I mean, I would love like a book about the psychological damage and how to dodge that, you know, from fame in a way to, in a way to approach it because it's good. I mean, it's, it's, it gets my music out there. Like more people hear Craig, the more people come to hear Craig, you know, and the more famous more people you, be like Craig. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's there's, so there's some beautiful things that can come of it. But at the same time, like you said, it's this, like Lenny the other day, she was like, I was like, Lenny, I worry about you when our kids leave. Cause she's just, she was literally born to be a mom. And she was like, well, you were born to be an artist. Mm. And she was like, one day it's all going to go away. You know, she and I and I and she's right. And it kind of stung. I was like, ow, don't say that. You know, I was like, it doesn't have to, <laughs> you know. <and laughs> I'm going to do this till I die. Yeah. And, yeah. and, 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 and you and, might. And, and praise God, really, even in the midst of all this, my favorite day is songwriting day. You know, I, mm. I, I still love the creative process, but. Man, you asked my tour manager. I bet he was—he was like looking at a vampire when when he saw me walk off the first stadium. We pl- I played like a halftime. Yeah. And dude, I got off stage and I and I had this look in my eye and I was like, "We're doing that. Yeah. That's going to happen one day. Yeah. Every night, you know. And and I did, and I loved it, but I didn't. I was like, "Ooh, that's gross." You know, who cares? Like, yeah. oh, I'm good wherever. You know, it's funny. You'll laugh at this, Kaylee. We just got back from the Grammys, and this was a this was a great moment with this great me and the Lord moment. And Lainey, we went to the we went to dinner and we just prayed. We went to the Grammys. We huddled everybody up, and we were like, "God, you know, win or lose." We're just giving you all the glory. You know, we're just so mm-hmm. grateful. And then Chris Stapleton won. And I was like, mother, you know, <laughs> I was in my head. I was, And then Lainey had tears in her eyes. She was like, I'm so sorry. Uh, you know, she wanted it so bad yeah. for me. And I wanted it for my team. I just want to get up there and say my co-writers names and say my friends names who I've known for so many years and be like, we did this, you know, and it's impossible. We did it. And then that night, 
Laney and I just sat at dinner and we're like, that was just gross. Like we literally said, God, win or lose, we'll give you glory. <laughs> and then we lost and all we wanted was the glory we didn't get, you know? Wow. And um, it was great though. It was great. I think God wanted us at the Hard Rock Cafe restaurant in tears, just needing more of him, Yes, you know? I think that's the way you survive it all is like, realizing your cup can only get to bottom when yeah. Jesus is the cup. Right. Everything else will just flow through, flow through your hands. Right through it. And disappear. I know. I remember there's like a C.S. Lewis quote, I think it is, and he says something to the effect of us, we have only a bottomless soul can be filled by someone infinite. Yeah. And that's the only thing that will satisfy. It has to be infinite for us to be fulfilled. Yeah. And that is it. Whether there's two people out there 50,000 people out there, when you fully grasp, like your worth is if you don't even step foot on a stage ever yeah. again, then it cannot rob your mind. And not that it doesn't, but like it helps the battle. Yeah. You know, like someone the other night, Russ was playing a private gig that you did. Yeah. And people do and don't care at, at some of these private yeah. shows. Like they'll end up chatting yeah. and like whatever. And someone turned to me and was like, does this bother him? Right. And I was like, actually, no. Yeah. Because his value isn't in these people. Right. It's not. And yeah. he had to learn that. At some point, he had to hit that place. That was right. like, whether there's one person here or there are 10,000 people here, I'm going to put on the same show. Right. I'm going to be the same me because right. these people don't dictate my worth. Right. Someone already did. Right. And that is the only thing I can fathom with Stan. Like, I can't imagine not having that and then been being handed fame. Right. I can't. I'm just so grateful that y'all's story is what it is. Yeah. And Lainey's the actual walking proof of that verse that's like, to those married to an unbeliever. Oh, yeah. You will save them through marriage. Yeah. And your, and your actions will lead them to the right. Lord. That was a, the KIV, the yeah. Kaylee International yeah. Version, there whatever. That's my, my summation yeah. of it. Not totally right. Yeah. But to that effect, like, Lainey's the living, breathing version of that verse. She is. I mean, she was best friends with an unbeliever. For the longest time. And I'm telling you, I said some mean things. Right. Like we would be in a fight and I would literally be like, your savior died so you could yell at me like this. Ooh. Tell me about it. Walker. I know. I know. And she stood, you know, she stayed and that would make her mad. You know, I knew all those, yeah. those triggers, there. but yeah, I mean, she, her patience is ridiculous. And, um, I don't know, you know, there's just some also. I think God is so cool, and there's just some people that you just meet, and you, you know, like me and Craig, like yeah. there's just some people where you're like, "Why do I like you so much?" You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And you, you you just like I don't get it, but we just like I I just do life with yeah. you, man. You know, and um, yeah, thank thank God. I mean, praise God, I met Lainey when I did yeah. at a very young age. Yeah, that's a really cool thing. It's yeah. very nice to have somebody with me now. I know she's not a gold digger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Russ and I always talk about that. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't marry you for your money, honey. No. Because I, I don't know if we've ever told y'all. First year we were married. I think that's why we loved y'all so much yeah. too. First year we were married, we made $12,000 combined. Mm. Our rent Dang, was 900 yeah. Like, I don't know. Granted, we didn't well, have six you do kids. It? Yeah. I remember just praying fishes and loaves over our money. Yeah. And one day there was a deposit for $6,300 in our savings that we didn't put in there. Oh, wow. I still don't know where it came from. 
Oh, wow. To date. Really? No idea. Russell should write a song about $6,300. That's crazy. And it was a one-time deposit. Yeah. And I was like, I did not put oh, that man. deposit in there. Yeah. I, who knows who? I still don't know. Yeah. Could have been anyone. Could have been his manager being like, man, I don't know if these people are eating. Like It was me. It was you. No, <laughs> it was I'm just kidding. No, they're, they're, but I, dude, I, those stories give me goosebumps. Yeah. It's just wild. And I think it, I'm grateful that we have that story. I'm grateful y'all yeah. have that story. There's oh, a grounding yeah. to it. That you can't buy yeah or achieve yeah and i'm just so proud of you and i'm so thankful you shared your story dude thanks for having I me i am so honored and so thankful and we all need to hang out way more than come we do. on let's do let's it let's get the kiddos together come on yeah you got like ten thousand babysitters that'd be great dude no lie like yeah. we love babies i, I have an oakley story that i did yes not i was gonna you. say aren't yeah, y'all watching say, aren't y'all watching a little girl named it's oakley unbelievable yeah long story short we we over covid we wanted to adopt and we wanted to foster and just for, for super sad reasons it just didn't all work out and then a couple in franklin uh had a baby laney just reached out and said hey congrats we'd love to babysit just anytime just holler and she was like this this girl will never respond because we have six kids like you're gonna leave your yeah. first kid with the six kid house <laughs> and she responded and and uh turns out we were we were childcare while we were home and her name's oakley and so we literally there was a day that we held a six-week-old baby in our house named oakley and we just cried and just i mean i'm talking about just just redemption that you, that yeah. you're just like lord i mean i couldn't have written this no. And I'm a songwriter. <laughs> like, <laughs> I make I stuff up. Yeah, but but no, it. Yeah. Oakley. So Oakley is. She's like one, and some change now. And my my kids are obsessed. That's yeah. The sweetest ever. Yeah. I I just love God and I love you I know. and I love your wife, oh, wow. and we're just gonna have to hang out Let's more go. often. Come on. Thanks for being here. Thank you. How refreshing is Walker Hayes, y'all? What a guy. What an incredible guy. Go get his book, Glad You're Here with Craig Allen Cooper. Next week, we have our friend, Miss Natalie Grant. She is a force to be reckoned with, and I'm so thankful we have her in our world and in our corner. So can't wait to have coffee with y'all next week.